It's time to get in the zone. The Fantasy Football Zone. Hey guys, where else would you rather be? Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. And welcome back in Fantasy Football Zone. Man, what a wild week it was. We kind of had an indication that's maybe what we were facing. Jake Latarski joining us at Rotowire.com. I mean... This, as we recorded the show last week and as I was posting it, like four or five other things that we talked about on the show turned out that they weren't going to happen because guys got added to the COVID list. I mean, just a wild week to deal with during the playoffs here. Yeah, absolutely. If you're still here listening with us, if you're still alive <laughs> in the fantasy playoffs, congratulations for uh, making it through the toughest fantasy postseason week I can ever remember in over a decade of doing this here. I mean, this COVID stuff is, is, is it's worse than it was last year, you know, when we were yeah. just kind of coming out or, you know, you know, wherever you want to take your status on, you know, where we're at in the pandemic here, but it was, it's worse than last year. Um, you know, teams are taking precautions and it's just, it's not doing the trick here mm-hmm. and you get, you get games rescheduled. Of course. I mean, we had no idea that, you know, one of the Saturday games was going to get pushed. We'd have doubleheader football on Tuesday. Yeah. I think there was a point, during the week where we had football in like seven or eight out of 10 days in a row, yeah. which, uh, you know, cherish that because in April you'll be longing for it. Even if you were watching, you know, the, you know, the bears on in prime time yeah. here. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's been a difficult week to navigate and you know, it, it's not over, you know, there are a couple teams, uh, that are having some issues this week and, uh, it's just going to be a thing to watch, you know, throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, too, because remember the NFL hard stance. We're not uh, put moving games this year. You know, if your team has an outbreak, mm-hmm. you're going to have to forfeit. And all of a sudden, I'm sure the networks came in and said, uh, no, we're not airing a game of 25 replacement guys on the team, potentially. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure they came in and said, you're going to reschedule this because we're not airing, you know, we're paying you all mm-hmm. this money. So, I mean, I found that very interesting, too, which, again, yeah. kind of helped fantasy out a little bit that they bumped them back, and then you didn't have to deal with that. And it also helped out a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, they, they amended the policy. A bit. Yeah. You, you Now, if you're asymptomatic, you can get multiple tests in a day and make it make the path to coming back for asymptomatic players clearer. So, you know, that'll hopefully help us out a little bit as we look to guys like, I don't know, Travis Kelsey that might be affected yeah. this week. Uh, you know, a, a, a matchup winner nearly on his own last week. Yeah. You know, you get 35, 40 points from Kelsey on Thursday night to start your week. You feel like you're in pretty dang good shape there, right? But now, yeah. you know, fantasy managers are going to have to be scrambling for a tight end unless he can get cleared here. So there's a, you know, it's still going on and it's still affecting a lot of situations, opening up opportunities for pickups late in the week if you're a diligent, uh, you know, manager of your team there. But, uh, you know, there's opportunity. There's also, there's always going to be cost here, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, you might not be able to field your best roster. Uh, it's basically like bye weeks are still going on sometimes, yeah. it feels like. So, uh, so yeah, it, it, it's been a difficult season. So, you know, again, I'll repeat, congrats if you're still standing here and, and with us today. Yeah, and, you know, you had that going on. But what also didn't help is a lot of the big-name quarterbacks that you could usually bank on and had favorable matchups this week did not show up. They they did not give you any of the points. We knew Brady, the Saints, you know, that Saints defense was good, but we've seen him, you know, Brady beat Brady Mm -hmm. and put up big games. Dak Prescott, I told you my woes with him before. I mean, just others, too, the list um, that you thought going in, man, they're going to have slam dunk. I can bank on them 20-plus points. Not the case this week. So if you made it through, it most likely wasn't because of that quarterback this week. 
Yeah, who knew Tyler Huntley is yeah. uh, was going to be the highest scoring fantasy quarterback? I know for some reason across multiple defensive coordinators, they still can't seem to figure out outside contain <laughs> on you know running quarterbacks here. So I don't know, maybe you know maybe that gets addressed here because I'm sure we'll run into one or two in the playoffs. But yeah. uh, you know, that's one of the biggest questions I got this week. What do you do with Huntley and Dynasty? Um, yeah. you know, he, he, he's going to be, he earned himself a lot of money on Sunday and he's yeah. going to go somewhere. So I got to highlight and commend his performance. I mean, really Justin Herbert on Thursday night. And of course our own Aaron Rodgers were the only widely starting quarterbacks that, uh, you know, that actually made positive impact, made fantasy, uh, managers happy. Other yeah. than that, it was tough. Of course, Rodgers pulls into the, uh, the front running position now in the MVP odds here. So we'll see how that happens. And, uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts had a good game last night, too. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of our guys, Jim Coventry, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. He always he's been really advocating. If you have a close lineup decision and it's Thursday night or it's Saturday night, because we have Thursday and two Saturday games, you know, at least on the schedule this week. If you have a close lineup decision, a deciding factor is who plays early and who you know is going to be in the game as opposed to waiting around and leaving the door open for some COVID test positives to pop up here. So, you know, getting those early guys, you know, sometimes you don't like to have your yep. your playoff matchup made or, made or broken, uh, you know, by the Thursday, Saturday games. But uh, this is absolutely something that, um, that you want to consider. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And I used to be one of the thinking of I never wanted to have a guy play the Thursday game because they were always coming off the short week. And, you know, when they were first doing these Thursday games, not a whole lot of points were being scored. But now all of a sudden, you know, they've adjusted to this schedule and, you know, some of the bigger points have been scored early on. And, yeah, with everything else going on, I guess if you know they're playing, get them in. Mm -hmm. And we expect to see that again. I mean, we've got the 49ers Titans on Thursday. There are, uh, I mean, a ton of fantasy relevant players uh, on both sides. I mean, the Titans a little bit kind of catching up, but definitely a few skill players for the 49ers. And then, uh, you know, we'll talk about Browns Packers later in the show, Colts Cardinals. You know, pretty much everything Jonathan Taylor owner made it into the playoffs here. So, you know, another Saturday game. So there are big fantasy impactful matchups here. And, uh, you know, like like you said, you know, sometimes the narrative has been sit guys, you know, on Thursday with the short week. That's completely been flipped around this year. All right. You know, another thing that helped out, we touched on a little bit at the top of the show with Travis Kelsey, the importance of getting those Top tight ends. I mean, it, it showed right there when you needed it in fantasy play. They were clutch. And Kelsey, Mark Andrews, huge. I'm sure if you had them on your team, you're, you've are you made it through to the next round. You've had to because the points that they put up, and it just shows, I mean, maybe in draft strategy next year or something like that, you might I push them up a little bit because sometimes tight end position, we just – we it's like after the top four, it's – it's almost like a throwaway position and we draft them later. Maybe this readjusts some thinking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, the thing about that is if you want to Travis Kelsey this year, you had to use a first round pick on him and you would, there, a lot of other things in your draft was going to have to go right, uh, for you to be able to take advantage of his big day this week here. I mean, yeah, he had another thousand yard season and, and his amazing streak is still alive, but there have been a lot of duds in there. I mean, the week before it was, he was in single digit fantasy points. So, uh, you know, it, it might've prevented you from getting here in the first place, yeah. but you know, in the end, I agree having a, you know, positional scarcity. I do a lot of fantasy baseball too. You know, we talk about catchers, you know, even shortstops sometimes it's just like this with that NFL and tight ends. I mean, 
there's a reason there's a premium on on these guys and uh you know you do have to pay a big price for it usually it's a second or third round pick and i'm you know i'm heading with the same mindset next year you know i'm looking at kelsey i think maybe you get a little bit of a discount because people are going to start to be predicting that that big fall off year for kelsey yeah. but uh i have no problem using second third round picks on andrews on uh on kittle uh kittle is absolutely in that tier and it looks like dallas goddard after the game last night i mean he yeah. led the team in targets you know he's got the favor of hurts and uh you know he might be sneak a guy that sneaks into that tier that you can maybe wait until you know fourth fifth sixth round next year so you know a lot of looking ahead there but it is very you'll be glad you did it you know at, at this stage of the year you know of course if you can avoid the injuries even i know darren waller's been out lately but I think he he floats into that tier as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a second, third round pick for a lot of people this year. He's a target machine. You know, you get, you know, tier based drafting is so big in fantasy football, and you kind of draw the line after those guys. You know, I think yeah. that's where it's set. Yeah, uh, we, we thought Pitts would be in there this year. That mm-hmm. didn't quite happen. Um, but you know, you, you kind of draw that line and make sure you get somebody in that tier and, and that you don't miss out, and it'll help you. It definitely help you uh, later on down the road. Well, waiver wires this week for most leagues. I got the notification. Yep, going to be delayed uh, for most part until Thursday. So you still got some time to make some moves if you need to. So definitely there's a lot to be had. And I know we made fun of the Detroit Lions, but it looks like Craig Reynolds, he might be a favorable pickup this week. Yeah, he's one of them. But I'll tell you what, the first thing I did, or I mean, I should say the last thing I did before jumping on with you today was empty the entirety of my remaining waiver wire budget on Ronald Jones. Now, it looks like Leonard Fournette is headed to the IR and uh, Ronald Jones is pretty much he's going to be there to pick up the bulk of it. I know they signed Le'Veon Bell. That doesn't scare me off. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to uh, is going to uh, necessarily cut into his role a bunch. So, you, you know, you've got Ronald Jones here. Uh, tough matchup this week against the uh, against the Panthers, but if you get past this week, week seventeen fantasy championship, he gets the Jets, and uh, and this is uh, this is absolutely the guy that you that you want to be looking at. He can catch passes. I mean, the Bucks receivers are shorthanded here with Godwin out for the year, and Mike Evans, you know, dealing with a hamstring injury. He's optimistic, but. You never know with those soft tissue injuries, and, and they're easy to re-injure in, in games, too. So uh, Ronald Jones, he seems to have touches. I mean, he has some massive fantasy days last year every single time Fournette was out. So Jones, if you saved fab money or you saved that first priority, this is exactly why you do it. He's the number one pickup this week. But, you know, you're going to have to back him up and look at a couple other players as well. Um, Gabriel Davis uh, from the Bills is very interesting. I mean, he scored in three straight weeks, four touchdowns over that span. I've always really liked him. I was heavy early in the season, dropped a lot of shares. It was nice to have him bounce back here for my best ball, my best ball leagues. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is still banged up. But even if Sanders does come back, Cole Beasley just went to COVID list. That's a name that we didn't uh, uh, mention earlier among the COVID names. And he's unvaccinated. So we pretty much know for sure that he's out you know, this week and Gabriel Davis is a very attractive pickup here. And yes, I will give the lions some credit. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown yes. is probably the first guy I'm targeting there um, because the volume has been there. I mean, TJ Hawkinson out, he's eating up a ton of those targets. Now the tough part this week when trying to figure out, you know, should I start him? Should I play him or not? Jared Goff's on COVID list. So it might be Tim Boyle at quarterback. I don't know how much that hurts him necessarily. And uh, yeah, I'll give you some credit to Craig Reynolds. He absolutely, uh, gets into the conversation here, but we are expecting DeAndre Swift to return to practice this week, and Jamal Williams will be off the COVID list here, so mm-hmm. I'm not expecting Reynolds to get another 20 carries uh, unless, you know, things shake out over the next couple of days in a very unique way, and 
you know, last but not least, keep an eye on Justin Jackson from the Chargers. You know, Eckler again banged up. Eckler's said himself, you know, that maybe he's, his usage has been a little bit too high. Uh, you know, Eckler didn't practice at all on Monday, and uh, it looks it's been a little random with the backups there. But Justin Jackson is one that could definitely be a late in the week pickup. Or maybe, you know, you don't, you can't win Jones. You don't have enough fab for that. You back him up with a little Jackson bid and maybe get something out of that. So uh, those are the names I'm looking at. A lot of people also will tell you to pick up Duke Johnson after this week. Yes. I'm not buying it because okay. Miles Gaskin was on COVID, the COVID list this week. He missed a ton of practice, wasn't super involved in the game plan. It was Duke that was there on the practice field over and over again. And um, so that's why I think the reps kind of shook out that way. I think we'll get more even or more heavily in the favor of Gaskin here moving forward. But in any case, the rest of season schedule for the Dolphins, I mean, the Saints and the Titans are next up and they're the top two teams against the run period. So I'm just I'm not buying the Duke Johnson hype that a lot of other waiver shows are going to tell you to go for. What about DJ Dallas? Uh, last night he got the touchdown, and I know we were all over shot penning on the waiver wire, but he looked a little productive last night. I mean, what do you think? What do you make of that? Yeah, you know, maybe it's an emotional decision, but I am way done with the Seattle backfield here. <laughs> yes. I lost the matchup because I started Penny. Yeah. There were three running backs on my uh, bench that would have made it, so I won the matchup had I started them. So, and I got burned by Alex Collins multiple times in the year. I think the real answer here is you just don't know. The Seattle offense is bad. Uh, it's unpredictable. Uh, Russ was completely shut down against. So that pretty much makes the running game irrelevant. I mean, DJ Dallas is fine if they get the right game script and they're behind. Um, I still think Rashad Penny's a way better player. Okay. Uh, but we'll see how this shakes out. Uh, you know, because if the t- if the one touchdown ends up going to Penny, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, we're not even mentioning, we're not even talking about DJ Dallas today. So sometimes, you know, yep. you get fantasy and it's touchdown dependent, but um, mostly out of frustration for me. And I hate to be too emotional, but I just <laughs> no interest in messing with that backfield period. It's, it's burned me so many times yep. this year and ended one of my seasons. And uh, I'm sure a lot of other people out there can relate. So uh, I'm not going to try to get too invested there. All right, let's get into studs and duds at running back position. Who do you think is going to have a great week here? Yeah, this one for me, it's finally time. You know, unfortunately, if you invested heavily in this player, you maybe didn't make it that far. But I think the guy this week is James freaking Robinson. (laughs) Finally, I'm out in the desk here. I can say that he has been. He has been freed. You know, he's got the, you know, with uh, with Urban Meyer gone, this is now the second week. So the offense and the game planning and the routine, you know, maybe getting to normal professional routines in that building a little bit, um, you know, that's going to help and they'll be settled in. And of course, there's no, this matters less without, you know, Urban Meyer's idiotic tactics yes. around, but uh, there's no Carlos Hyde to vulture his carries either. He has been moved to IR. He's been shut down for the season with, uh, you know, a concussion. And then, of course, you have uh, the fact that he's playing the Jets and the Jets are dead last at defending opposing running backs by a sizable. I mean, in standard leagues, they're giving up now 4.7 fantasy points per game more than the Lions. So that should put everything in perspective for you. James Robinson uh, should be going off this week. And he's the guy that, uh, you know, if if your season long leagues are done, you probably want to take a good look at him if you're playing DFS, too. 
My stud this week, uh, another favorable matchup for this guy, and he's done a lot out of the backfield. I mean, and again, I don't know if you consider him. I still consider him a wideout, but Cordero Patterson for the Falcons against the Lions. I got to go with him in this matchup because he just he's great at home. Another home game for them. He's averaging uh, 93 yards per game at home this season. He has four receiving touchdowns in their last five home games as well in Atlanta. So, I mean, he's going to get to the PPR points out of the backfield, maybe a couple carries here and there. And again, that matchup. Now, we got to give the Lions some credit. Dan Campbell's got that team and that defense playing pretty good after Arizona. But I like Cordero Patterson. I think that uh, they'll show the Lions who we thought they were this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Patterson is RB8 this week, and he's made an interesting case. For you know some other wide receivers, we can talk about a little bit later. Maybe getting running back eligibility here. Uh, you know every site handles that differently. That'll be an interesting debate next year. But yeah, Cordero Patterson RB eight. He's an easy start this week. Uh, you know, you know, matter what's what the production has been like over the last few weeks, he seems to be the only one of the only legitimate options on that offense. Dodd running back this week. Who we got? Yeah, so there's one player who has uh, gotten a lot of play- managers to the fantasy playoffs. Kind of a surprise guy. I want to talk about James Conner really quickly now he has excelled incredibly with chase Edmonds out but now heading into this week there are a few matchup uh, factors going against them tough matchup against the Colts early on in the week so you know you have that to start with on Saturday and of course he came up with the heel injury Uh, you know he was injured towards the end of that last game was the non-participant in Tuesday's estimated injury report so that's not a good sign necessarily and then of course you have chase Edmonds coming back and you know if Connor plays I could see more of a 50-50 split. Mm -hmm. Chase Edmonds got six touches last week in his return from IR and was actually pretty efficient with those touches. So even if Connor plays, he's not 100% and he's suddenly splitting splitting touches here. So he's an easy candidate to head to the bench this week. Well, my dud is, I mean, we've talked about this guy a lot, and, I mean, where you drafted him, you you still might be in the playoffs, but he probably has not helped you contribute one bit. I got to go with Saquon Barkley this week. I mean, even though it's against the Eagles, uh, watching that team last week against Dallas, it was he had a couple plays here and there, but that offense is just terrible. I, I mean, it was it was a rough game to watch, and now I mean, when Jake Fromm came in, they were starting to move the ball, but you know, with them now shutting down Daniel Jones, I Devonte Booker looked a hell of a lot more impressive than Saquon Barkley last week, so I I cannot mm-hmm. trust him to have a good game. And I know I understand you got to start him because that's where you are with your running back options. I I totally understand that. I'm just saying I would not bank on a high output from Saquon Barkley this week. Yeah, Barkley. You know that's interesting. This is one of those guys that might break the mentality of you know you got to start him. You got to start your starts yeah. because. You're very, very right. Devontae Booker is cutting into his workload, number one. He hasn't had a double-digit point. To- he's had one double-digit fantasy performance since week four, Ugh. and he's a candidate for, for, for dud of the year, basically, yeah. because, you know, he missed some time due to injury, but at least some of these other guys, you know, that have, that have burned you on draft day, you know, they're injured and they had replacements. Saquon Barkley's been in your starting lineup hurting you all season long. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's arguably more damaging. And, of course, he came up with an ankle injury. He was a limited participant in practice Wednesday. You know, they're in shutdown mode. This season yes. isn't going nowhere. You might as well go for a draft pick. They already shut down the quarterback, you know, 
I still firmly believe that Saquon Barkley, if he gets a competent coach, a competent scheme, and a halfway decent offensive line, can be an outstanding player in this league. He's only 24 years old, but mm-hmm. it's not happening under this current structure here. And uh, I mean, there are, you know, some running backs that maybe you want to, I mean, we only, we have him at RB 13. I think that's a little bit favorable, but uh, you know, guys like he's right in that tier with, uh, I would even argue he's below. We might've overrated him a little bit, but David Montgomery, Javante Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, those are the names, you know, you don't think Saquon Barkley is a top, top guy anymore. And uh, you know, maybe he presents buy low option for next draft season. We'll see what his price is, but there are going to be a lot of people with sour tastes in their mouth that don't want to go after him. Stud quarterback this week, who are you looking at? Man, this was a really tough one. A lot of the good ones have good matchups, and who the heck knows what's going to yeah. happen, um, you know, with COVID and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I wanted to say Dak at first. We saw the Washington football team, uh, you know, give up a ton of fantasy points to Jalen Hurts, both on the ground and some through the air last week here. You know, Dak's not quite the same type of quarterback. The mobility has waned. But, you know, as we were talking about before the show, he's been pretty tough to trust lately. If there's any week for a bounce back, it's going to be now. The other guy that we highlighted on our waiver wire show quite a bit is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, You know, he's playing the Titans and they're a bottom, I don't know, six or seven team in terms of points allowed to uh, fantasy quarterbacks. He's someone that, you know, maybe you think about throwing out there if you don't have a great quarterback matchup this week. I mean, guys like David Carr, Carson Wentz on paper have pretty tough matchups here. And I would rank Jimmy G above them in those in those weeks. Now, uh, you know, I think the Titans are going to be more competitive, uh, you know, this week because they're going to get A.J. Brown back. It seems like we don't know about Julio Jones, you know, at least give Tannehill a weapon, you know, to work with here. And, you know, that might make Jimmy Garoppolo not necessarily be in a game flow situation where he's just in control and just has to hand the ball off. Maybe he has to use Kittle. Maybe he has to use Samuel. So a couple of guys that I'm looking at as, as matchup upgrades this week. I'm going to have to go with, you know, I got to go with Brady. I just, coming off of that performance against New Orleans, you know, it's been digging at him all week. A lot against him, though. Obviously, we got one out for the year, uh, Fournette out as well. But I, I think with that Fournette injury, and yeah, we talked about Ronald Jones. He's going to see touches of what. But I think, you know, that might help Brady out more in the pass game as well. They might rely, you know, throwing the ball a lot more uh, coming up this week against the Panthers, who, I mean, they're all, you know, they're pretty decent against the pass. But I, I, again, history tells me Brady, when he has a poor performance, watch out the next week. And I think uh, he could be in store for a three to four touchdown game. Yeah, that's a tough one to get on board with a little bit. I could see the bounce back, the narrative opportunity there. But uh, Panthers are third best at defending opposing fantasy quarterbacks, They're giving up the fourth most yards per attempt and the weapons issue, Brady will have a better game. I'm pretty certain that he's going to have a 20-point game, um, but I'm not so certain of a 30-point game uh, in in this situation. Unless Cam Newton can play well enough to keep this competitive, that's another factor <laughs> you have to rely on. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I could see it happening, the bounce back, the narrative version, but, um, you know, if, it, if his name wasn't Tom Brady and you looked at all the other numbers, it would be really difficult to make that assertion. But it's still a 5-9 and nine football team he's facing. They got, <laughs> they got to not. I mean, uh, he's gonna want to throw it. I, I just that's why if, you know, just from past results and seeing how it digs at him, he just wants to you know get him back on track. So that's why I'm rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, I could, I, I hear you. I mean, if you have him, I don't. You, there, there's been no reason. <laughs> if you are rostering Tom Brady 
there's been no reason, you know, after bye weeks to roster a second quarterback in fantasy. So if you yeah. have him and you're rolling with them, I, the matchup doesn't scare me away. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know about going off necessarily. That's all. All right. Dud quarterback this week. Who you got? Josh Allen has had a real difficult time yeah. of late. He was the, he was one of the guys that has been, uh, you know, at the front of that MVP race for the first half of the season, but that's definitely trailed off now through three touchdowns against Carolina. So, you know, hey, maybe I'm wrong about that That Carolina pass defense there. He had a good week last week. But this week, uh, you know, I, I throw everything out the window that happened in that snow game against uh, the Patriots back in week 13. And even then, Josh Allen had 15 fantasy points. But now he's headed to New England, hostile environment. The Patriots are number two at defending, uh, you know, at defending opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So, uh you know, difficult matchup here, a rivalry. He could get back into that conversation here uh, with another huge game, but I would, you know, temper expectations here and just enjoy week 17 and 18 if you play <laughs> matchups against the uh, Falcons and the Jets. But this week, uh, it, it'll, it'll be a tough one to get through. I've got to go with a dud of uh, Matthew Stafford this week. And, you know, he's got that matchup against the Vikings coming up. Last night, I mean, 244 yards, two touchdowns, threw an awful pick in that game. I was like, who is he throwing? I mean, uh, the Seattle defense, not the greatest in the world. The Vikings, I give them credit. They're playing for Zimmer, it looks like. They know his job is on the line. A familiar quarterback, they know, and he kind of knows how to, you know, set schemes up against guys that he's seen. And he saw Stafford all these years with the Lions and had some success against him. So, I don't like that matchup for Stafford on the road in Minnesota. I, you know, obviously you got to start him if you got to start him, but um, I, I'm not banking a lot of uh, high point output from Stafford this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, fantasy MVP Cooper Cup's going to drag his stat line up by a little just on his own. The chemistry there, of course, has yeah. been outstanding here. But, but yeah, I do, I do hear you. Uh, you know, with the Vikings, you know, defense getting healthier, playing a lot better. I mean, obviously they played the Packers tough, so. He, I could see that it's it's still um, it, it, other uh, on paper it looks great because the Vi- or the matchup looks a little bit better because the Vikings you know play some close games they have to yes. uh, you know <laughs> or sometimes they're leading and other and other teams have to uh, you know catch up or 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 vice versa so you know they're giving up a lot of points but it's because you know like I said they built this two three touchdown lead. And then they let these slowly, slowly let yes. these other teams uh, go into the game. I mean, we still rank Stafford number eight this week, um, you know. But again, this is uh, it's the fantasy playoffs, and I don't necessarily put him in elite stud must start category. You know, yeah, he can look at your. It's it's at least fair to look at other options mm-hmm. um, in, in that case. But you know, still a QB one by our rankings, yes. and, and just what every other site. All right, wide receiver stud this week. I'm going to double down on the Niners here. Also, of course, you know, I love the fact that they play in that Thursday night game. So get Jimmy G out there. Like I said, get Debo Samuel out there. I mean, uh, obviously, if you have him, you started him and enjoyed his contributions over the last few weeks here. But like I said, this is a game where the Titans uh, could be more competitive. One, they're at home and they're getting their weapons back. The Titans are outstanding against the run and horrific against the past here. So I think big games for Debo, Jimmy G, of course and big games for uh, Kittle as well. And again, Elijah Mitchell, you know, the concussion, the knee injury, he's still banged up. Uh, so Debo should get some, uh, you know, runs out of the backfield here. You know, it's it's interesting, just like Cordero Patterson. If you're going to give RB eligibility to him, I don't know why you wouldn't give it to Debo for next year. Yes. That, there's a whole 
it will be a hot button, hot topic issue on drafts and and among site formats. So definitely one to uh, to look out for there. And uh, also a guy who I think will continue. I mean, Debo is one of the highest. I mean, as far as teams that made the fantasy playoffs and, and players they have in common, Debo is, you know, right after Cooper Cup, he's right up there, had an outstanding year. And it definitely continues and gives you an early start, early lead, hopefully, in your matchup this week. My stud this week, I mean, this could be an easy pick, but I've got to go with Keenan Allen against the Texans, and he has some great history against them. His uh, last performance against him, he had 13 catches, a career-high 183 yards, and two touchdowns, and they last met nine. Oh, that was uh, a couple years ago, but I'm just saying, he has he knows how to light it up against the Texans, and uh, he's been on a pretty good roll here. Again, last week, six catches, 78 yards, a touchdown. Uh, you know, great rapport with Herbert and a favorable matchup. So I think Keenan Allen, slam dunk, you can bank on him for uh, upper teens 20-point matchup uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's been about as consistent as they come. Yeah. You know, getting uh, fantasy owners double-digit points, you know, almost every single week. Um, I'm, you know, I'm looking at this, and uh, in, in full PPR, he has had double-digit fantasy points in every single game this season. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's as consistent as they come, and the matchup's great. Obviously, rolls Keenan Allen if you have, do, or if, yeah. if you have him, you are lucky to be rolling with Keenan Allen is how I should put it. And I forgot to roll this one off, too, and this was – I forgot about this. He's the only player in the NFL with 90-plus catches in each of the past five seasons. And he's always he's always available, like, in the fifth or sixth round of the draft. I mean, he's never mm-hmm. regarded as one of the yeah. top guys, and he's always there. <laughs> He had that, like, uh, I don't know if it was an appendix or he had that weird internal injury that cost him the one season. And somehow, (laughs) suddenly, people gave him an injury-prone label Mm -hmm. for one of the flukiest things that can happen in fantasy. So if you've taken advantage of that and uh, held on to Keenan Allen over the last few years, you're absolutely enjoying it. All right, Dud, wide receiver this week. Yeah, I mean, here's another one that you're never going to bench, of course. But uh, I'm not going to necessarily count on the same level of production from Justin Jefferson this week. And, uh, you know, I'm playing to the crowd here, you know, like to rip the Vikings, but Jalen Ramsey's <laughs> back and the Rams have, I mean, again, Russell Wilson's a different sh- story, but he was completely shut down, limited to 156 passing yards, no touchdowns last week. So, uh, you know, the, they'll scheme for him. He is the guy to stop. You know, it'll either be take him out entirely or Adam Thielen comes back and suddenly maybe cuts into his target workload a little bit here. So, uh, you know, Thielen was apparently a game time decision. And uh, didn't quite look healthy enough to play. So it looks like mm-hmm. he's getting close. Um, so the mix of, you know, having to share a little bit more and having some Jalen Ramsey in your face are, uh, are, are reasons to think that, you know, maybe maybe only 10, 12 points from Justin Jefferson this week instead of another blow up week. My dot in this may be low hanging fruit, but I got to go with Terry McLaurin. I mean, if you are still relying on him to get you anything, you have to maybe roll in the wide one, you know, the wide receiver two, or maybe in your flex position and you're banking on him to help you out. It ain't going to happen. I mean, this last couple weeks, I, I just looking at his stats, the, uh, the last productive week, I would have to say, was probably. Uh, against the Panthers, November 21st. He had five catches, 103 yeah. yards, and a touchdown. I mean, other than that, it's been uh, pretty awful going. If you had to bank on him, he had two catches last night, 51 yards. So, I mean, I if you got to go with McLaurin, I understand it, but I'm not liking uh, that. And against that yeah. Dallas defense, that secondary, I mean, they continue to, uh, to take the ball away in opportunities. So, tough matchup for him. Yeah, something about post-Halloween scary Terry yes. has, not, uh, no. has not been doing the trick here. 
I mean, yeah, you're right. He's had a face. I mean, you know, to his in his defense, he's had one of the worst uh, quarterback carousels out of anyone in the entire league here. And, you know, just when we're starting to think Taylor Heineke is serviceable, all of a sudden, well, uh oh, you know, you know, the COVID thing happens here and he gets burned by. He was also a little bit banged up some of those weeks here. I mean, he just gets two catches for me on that last drive and I'm still alive (sighs) in one league. You know, it was one of those had a roll with them. You know, it was like Hammer Jameson Crowder. What do I do? You know, so um, but but yeah, he's he's a difficult guy to rely on. There's a not half bad chance though that there aren't too many McLaurin owners still alive this week. Yeah. So hopefully you don't have to uh, sweat over that decision too much. All right, Packers Browns. It's a Christmas Day special. I'm not sure if weather is going to play a part or not. It might, you know, later on as the game goes on. As I'm looking at the forecast, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure if we're going to get snow or not later on in the day, or it might be after the game. But uh, should be fun at Lambeau. Yeah, it should be a good one here. And of course, uh, the point I'll make about this one is uh, outside of last week when Cleveland had you know, 20 plus players on the COVID list. Yeah. This might actually be the best week of the season to play the Browns. If you had to pick any of them, they still have 19 guys on the COVID list awaiting clearance. I imagine most of them will have it figured out by Christmas day here, but there are a few, few issues here. Uh, Tack McKinley went down towards Achilles really hurts the Cleveland uh, pass rush there. Miles Garrett is dealing with a groin injury too, and he's going to be limited practice this week. We'll see what we get out of him on Sunday. And obviously you give Aaron Rodgers time. We all know what happens there. And then of course, Clowney, Jadavion Clowney was one of those COVID uh, guys. So there's a lot, uh, you know, a lot to watch for them going up into the week. And of course the Packers, they have their own COVID problems. Yeah. Marquez Valdez Scandling, who just looks like he's starting to emerge and get in rhythm, get in sync with Rodgers. He's on the COVID list. Kenny Clark, uh, I mean, the Cleveland rushing attack is really where their strength is, Mm -hmm. finding a way to stop Nick Chubb. And uh, Kenny Clark on the COVID list, he doesn't get cleared. They're going to have a tough time. So you want to watch, you know, those situations. But overall, you know, this line might move a little bit once players start getting cleared, once we find out if Baker Mayfield's actually going to be back here this week. But, you know, Packers are favored by seven. And, uh, you know, it's it's also one of two Saturday games. So definitely keep an eye on that here. Um, but, uh, of course I got it. I have to believe in, uh, you know, everything that the Packers have been doing lately and they've been so good, not only winning, what is it? Good teams win great teams cover. I think yes. they've only not covered a couple times this year and, and it's been amazing. And, uh, I don't know if you guys all saw the, uh, you know, the Aaron Rodgers quote from the Pat McAfee show that, you know, uh, this week he was kind of saying, talking about how he's, they're getting teams best shots. And his quote was, you're either playing in Lambeau field, which is iconic or you're hosting the effing Green Bay Packers. And if that doesn't make you tingle, I don't know what does. That's going to be the start of their Super Bowl video, you know, the NFL Films Presents. Yes. It's going to start with him saying that quote. And, um, you know, it's going to roll. You know, I could see, like I said, I mentioned earlier, he's back in the MVP conversation. I love shows where I can talk about how much I love the Packers here. And, uh, and, uh, cause you know, I can't quite, that can't come out on a lot of the other shows, you know, that I do. I gotta, I gotta pretend at least I'm not going to be biased there, but, uh, you know, we love the Packers. They're taking care of business at home, especially in the snow here. And they're getting help from other teams. I mean, Tom Brady losing Arizona, losing to Detroit. Thank you. Lions. You know, they're, they're Mm -hmm. helping solidify our season and, and getting some home games here at Lambeau. Yeah, that number one seed, I mean, that's the the next goal. And, yeah, like you said, we got double help last week with it. So now it's just take care of business and going to have a week off potentially to start the playoffs, which would be nice to host those two games (laughs) once again at Lambeau. And uh, I think this time around better results than last year. Yeah, and, I mean, they're starting – 
they're only going to get stronger, right? Bakhtiari yeah. will be back. Yep. Jagger Alexander will be back. Obviously, Kenny Clark, who I think is, you know, Campbell gets a lot of the love. Kenny Clark is the anchor and foundation of that entire defense. They can do a lot of what they can do because of Kenny Clark. They're playing red hot, and they're also on the upswing in terms of getting injured players hot or getting injured players back. So, uh, you know, it's a great time to be a Packer fan. And, of course, Rotowire can help you out with this fantasy season. It is the gift that keeps on giving, right, Jake? Yeah, I mean, whatever <laughs> sport you play, fantasy, whatever sport you bet on, um, it has been ridiculous. It's not yes. just the NFL that's dealing Hockey, with COVID yeah. here. Their hockey, you know, had they're not going to send a team, I think, to the Olympics. That was announced yep. today, if I got that right. Yep. Um, NBA, some of these NBA games are basically G League games at this point. Yeah. But we get you all the news as, as fast as it breaks out. And, uh, you know, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day especially is a big time yeah. to play some uh, fantasy NBA if you need a distraction from the family. Uh, we got you covered across the board here. Just rotowire.com slash free 10-day trial. We won't make you enter a credit card. Get you all the info, tools, news, and, uh, you know, of course, um, all the all the podcasts and all all that stuff that's always free. That's always yeah. going to be free, and uh, you know we can hook you up there. You know, but uh, you know, getting the getting the news and and the latest updates, turning on alerts, importing your leagues, all of that stuff is uh is is going to help you down the stretch. Hopefully, help you secure a championship here. Well, Jake, again, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck uh, this week, and of course, uh, have a great holiday celebration. Right back at you, PJ. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, best of luck getting to the Fantasy Championship. And uh, happy holidays to everyone out there. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Zone and give us a five-star rating while you're at it. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Zone podcast.